everybody. It's a wonderful Sunday. God is always good. Amen. Uh, my name is Kirk Cameron for those who are online. Uh, we're going to probably do some videos later on. We just want to bless you and thank you for joining us. It's a privilege, it's an honor to share God's word in any capacity. Um, life is so short and he nudges us to be present, not for ourselves, but for others. So, could you stand for me? We want to dedicate this time to the Lord. We want to make sure, we want to make sure there is no distraction. We want to make sure our hearts is ready to hear a word, a thought, an inspired vision, dream, and aspiration. So Lord, we thank you again for this awesome opportunity in which we can gather together as believers to encourage each other, not only with our presence, but with your presence in us, around us, and abiding with us at this time. Lord, we pray that our minds and our hearts will be open to hear from your word. Lord, we pray for the speaker, that Lord, you will use him in a way that he has never been used before. That every example, every scripture, every verse, everything that is presented, you will bless it. You will cause it to magnify by your spirit, touch the hearts, the minds, the inclinations, the very deep things of you. It says your word is a double-edged sword. Lord, we, we are so thankful for your word. There is indeed nothing we can do without your word. Even the songs that we sung, came from your word. So Lord, we ask you to fill us with your presence. Fill us with your glory. Let we know that you're in us. Let we also know that you're with us so that, Lord, wherever we go, we'll be a representation of you so that people who don't know you will know your presence. So Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And um, you can be seated for a while. Um, for those who are online, we pray that you have your Bibles with you. Because we're going to read um, a couple of scriptures. Not much. And um, I'm going to try to break this down very shortly. So it should be, if you can time me, it should be between 17 to 20 minutes. And that is going to be a record. And I pray that the Lord keep me and remind me to, to be honorable of the time. So, with, so with it, um, last week we were talking about the storms. And um, the storms in life and how, how the disciples in the boat and Jesus sleeping. And the outcome of storms. And we know that as long as you're in this life, in this earth at this time you're going to have a storm. And the idea is to be prepared 
to know that when it comes, how you should react. But in, in, in listening and watching and seeing the, the message last week, a thought came to me while I was reading um, the scripture. And it's from Mark 4, 40. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How it is that you have no faith? So the topic of the message today is controlling the outcome. And it's going to be like, uh, I'm going to try to break it down in two, two, two phases. So this is the, the part one and the introduction. So the Lord said, why are you so fearful? And we, we realize when fear steps in, faith is no longer there. When fear steps in, so I don't know if anybody here have um, had any interviews coming up. Um, it could be a job interview, it could be going to for your citizenship or, you know, we have to be interviewed by a person. Not knowing what the questions are, what they're going to ask, sometimes fear steps in. Which, uh, um, somebody said it's a natural reaction when there is something unknown, when there is a departure of the norm, fear steps in. And um, I, I want you guys to help me because I want you to, if something resonates with you, I want you to, to declare hallelujah, amen, or you can simply say, let the Lord use your brother, let the Lord use you. So that, the, you know, the speaker can be encouraged to know that, well, there is something that connected with the audience. And those who are online, you can just say, praise the Lord. And guess what? If you don't know the Lord as yet, we pray that this will be the day that you will accept him as Lord and Savior. Because we realize that the time is short. We cannot say that we're going to be here to tomorrow. So we have to live the best today. But we want to know that when we depart, we're going to be with him. If you're not with him now, you cannot be with him later. The, 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 the arrangement is, while you're here alive, that you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior, and he will direct you. Remember, when you accept the Lord, it's not that you know everything. We, we can't say we know everything. This is a, a step of faith. To accept him, because we know that God is good and there is no one else, there is nothing else. There is no other option. This is not a multiple choice. This is just the answer is God. A. And that's it. Because he said he's the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. So I want to take this time to, to acknowledge the Lord, you know, because. You know, sometimes we come to present, we get into the material and uh, we know that the Lord is here. But we, we want to, as in Jamaican terms, we say, big him up. Well, when there is a, an executive or when there's somebody that comes in the house, anybody who's moderating and if they see the person, they will stop what they will do and they will acknowledge the person that came in. You know, it could be a diplomat, could be somebody of, of you know, an artist, a basketball, it could be somebody that, that is well known. But guess what? 
who is known more than the Lord? But guess what? We, all, we also want to acknowledge him. So, so we're going to take this moment. Just, just, just a moment to say, Lord, thank you for being with us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you that you are here. And Lord, we love you. And we say, Lord, thank you again. Amen and amen. So as we continue, we realize that fear is something that is crippling in any situation. Um, if somebody wake up tomorrow morning and realize that all their monies and their assets are gone, it brings a, a, a dread of fear of what, what am I going to do? Because guess what? We had made provision for the future to, to put, this, put this money aside. And it's no longer there. So remember, we're talking about how to control the outcome. How to deal when fear comes in. Because we know as long as we live, there is going to be a moment of fear. So I, I made um, a few jottings. And um, I was introspecting of my life. And I said, all right, when this fear comes in, how, how should I handle this fear? Remember, they were in the boat with Jesus and he was sleeping. And um, as you remember from last week's message, if you haven't got it, um, we can send it back out to you. We, we, we understand that they were, they were led by the Lord to say, let's go over to the other side. So they're going over to, to the other side of the lake to do some ministry. Because the Lord knows exactly where he wants to tell them. And, and what, what we find amazing with the Lord that we can also practice he does not do anything without his father telling him what to do. And that should be our, our, our trademark as believers. That we don't enter into a relationship, we don't enter into a business without the Lord giving you the go ahead and say yes. So they're going to go over to the other side to do some ministry. And you will know that as we continue, the, the ministry was awesome. They were so blessed. But in, in getting over the other side, we know the storm came up. And immediately they were in a situation of, oh God, we're going to die. And they, they cried out, Lord, don't you care that we're going to drown? And um, so what we can do, we can learn from situations like that so that we don't walk into those anxiety and and I realize one thing that can cause fear to, to dissipate is, is thanksgiving. When we are thankful for what we already have, it causes our hearts to reflect on the goodness of God. When we are thankful for the one dollar that we have right now, realizing that it could have been worse. It causes the Lord to, to look down on us and say, hey, this person is thankful and they don't have what they want. And I know the Lord will be so awesome to, to cause his provision to, to come in to us. And Psalms 95 verse 2, you don't have to find it, but I can read it for you. It says, let us come before him with thanksgiving 
and extol his name with music and song. So that's what we did earlier in the worship session. We came, we sang words to the Lord. Some of the words uh, we sang, I'm not sure if we understand the depth of the words. One of the songs that, that we saw, it says new wine and we want to be crushed and pressed and we want a new new beginning a new anointing and we realize you know everybody know that the, the the olive oil that we use to represent the anointing we we understand if you're if it's not crushed the oil cannot produce the oil cannot come out if it's not crushed so we, we realize that the storm will represent the, the pressing of the oil. The storm will represent that thing that will bring us closer to the Lord. Because guess what? There was a situation in um, Jonah when they were on the boat. And we understand that Jonah was going the wrong way. He wasn't going the way where he's supposed to. And the guys realized that, hey, this thing, uh, this thing is really bad so let us come together and let us call on to our God and they realized that Jonah was sitting there not calling on to nothing you know and they said um, brother um, get up call on to your God and as, as we realized from last week uh, message when um, When Achan stole the, 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 the stuff and Joshua stood before him and Joshua said to him, give glory to God. And Achan couldn't give glory to God because he realized he was in the wrong. So if you're in the storm and the storm is caused by yourself, then it's going to be hard to give glory unto the Lord because you realize you made the wrong decision by Entering to that business, entering into that relationship, entering into something that the Lord did not sanction. But guess what? The Lord is good. So in thanksgiving, we're going to realize that God is God. And we are those grass. We are those, we are nothing as the song says before. We are nothing. We came here with nothing and we're going to leave with nothing. We came here with nothing and we're going to leave with nothing. So we realize thanksgiving is one aspect of getting rid of the fear. Because we know fear is crippling. Fear is something that it will cause us not to move. And uh, we, we want to be like lions. You know, they said the Lord is the lion of Judah. And it is said that the lion fears no predator, even the ones that are bigger than him. The instinct, the instinct in, in him is to not fear. Um, if you see a lion running away, then we realize that, is, um, that was a pet or something that was trained by the zoo to, to be that way. But the instinct in, in the lion is to, to command his presence. When the lion roars, the roar in itself is what causes praise to, to, to freeze. 
because when they hear the roar, it gives them an idea of the distance and the strength of the lion. And most of the time, the lion is far away, but because of the, they hear it, they, they, they grip in fear. So one, controlling the outcome. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is something that we have to practice. It is not something that we do naturally. And remember, no, we want to change our outcome. We want to make sure that wherever we go, we want to command the Lord's presence. In commanding the Lord's presence, we realize that once we are thankful, he is going to show up. Once we're giving thanks, it goes beyond ourselves. It goes beyond what we think we can bring. So it says, we are Psalm 104. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his course with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So we realize the situation is going to come. The first check we're going to say is, am I fearful or am I in faith? If we realize we're, we're, we're fearful, then we mo we're supposed to stop at that moment and start giving God some praise. Start under our breath. We're, we are there in the interview and we see all the talented and qualified persons going before us. And we know that, oh my God, I'm not qualified at this person. They, they must get the job. But we, we, we realize that, we say, hey, I have the Lord with me. I'm going to be confident and bold in the Lord. So guess what? I'm going to give Lord, the Lord some thanksgiving. I'm going to thank him that, guess what? I was chosen out of the many applicants. And I'm here to do the interview. And I'm going in there boldly. I guarantee once you start to practice that, no matter what situation comes up, the one that are planned or the one that didn't plan, the thanksgiving, I guarantee you, will change your mind towards the outcome. Then the next one, and this is going to be the final one. Tell you it's going to be short. I think I already gone 10 minutes. The next one is trust. The scripture is Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. And it goes like this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean, on, lean not to thy own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So, practical application. So, a storm comes up, which we tell you, if you haven't been in one, um, you have not lived as yet, and you're probably two years old or a baby, but... Um, if you're an adult, um, somebody's protecting you from the storms, but there, a storm will come. A storm is not necessarily a bad thing, as all we think it is. It just shows us that there's somebody else in control. And what it does, it tells us that if that person is in control, we have to find out who is in control of the storm. 
Because we realize that sometimes the storms come to show us where we are. To show us that we probably don't believe as we thought we did. All the scripture, all the Bible reading, everything. It shows us that, you know what? I was so fearful. I did, not, I, I did not even apply the things that I thought I learned and I know. Because what, what, what the storm wants to show us is, who do we trust in? Do we trust in our ability? Or do we trust in who the Lord is? So the Lord says in Exodus 14, 31. This is him dealing with Moses. You know, Moses is a good representation of God's presence. And we, we understand that Moses was chosen to lead his people. Exodus 14, 31 says, And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses as his servant. So, all the time they were with Moses, they probably, we can, we can honestly say, they didn't trust in the Lord as they thought they did. They said, yeah, the Lord is good, we're going to go there. But this actually concrete in their mind, it, 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 as somebody used this word, concretized their belief in God. Because they saw what the Lord did to the Egyptians. They saw it with their own eyes. And the fear of the Lord entered them. Because, you know, we realize the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So they feared the Lord and put their trust in him. If the situations didn't come up against them, they wouldn't understand how big their God is. They wouldn't understand how powerful their God is. And there came upon the house a rejoicing, a thanksgiving. Anytime, anytime I notice in the scripture when there is a, a move of God, it brings the fear of the Lord and then it brings thanksgiving to know that my God, this is my God? My God is that powerful? My God changing the outcome? Remember now, they were in a place where it was very uncomfortable. They were there for what? 400 years? They were not living, they were living substandard lives. And, you know, apart from them complaining, which we know that's not the, the end. We realize the first thing you have to do is, is, is be thankful. So if you're in a situation, you're in a job, you're in a, a thing that you don't like, and you're, you're begging the Lord to take you out, I realize once the Thanksgiving starts, it, it starts to mobilize stuff. It starts to, to cause things to work on your behalf. It caused things to move without you even making any effort because all the Israelites had to do was a stand 
and watch the salvation of the Lord. They were just in awe of how mighty God is. They, they, they saw how, how, how st the stronghold of the Egyptians were on them so long. But it says that the Lord caused this thing to happen. And not only did they fear him in, in beginning their wisdom towards the Lord, but it says that they put their trust in him. They put their trust in him, not only in, in God, but who Moses was. That, wow, Moses is really the God, the leader that God chose for us. And all the disputes, it was finished on that day. In Exodus 19.9, the Lord, you know, the Lord communicated with Moses. And just as he communicated with Moses, he communicates with us. He said, this is what the Lord said to Moses. Exodus 19.9. The Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord and this is what the Lord had said. So we realize now the, the Lord wants to show up in, in an aspect of showing us that he is God. Um, Moses always inquired to, to get closer to God. And just, we can use that example even now. Uh, Moses said to God, if you don't come with me, I am not going. And um, he wanted to be a very good representation of God. And he, his desire was to to see God and to, to embrace his power. But he said to God one time that, Lord, that, may, that I will get to know your ways. That, that I want to know you. And the Lord said, all right, you want to know me? I'm going to make my goodness pass you. As we sing the song, he's a good, good father. So he hid him in the rock. And he passed and he saw his goodness. We have to understand as, as, we, as the retreat ended and it says abiding in the presence. God's presence is, is awesome. Our, our, our physical body cannot contain it. We, we cannot see God and live. But we want to, we want to, to know that he's there. And as we realize when the storm comes up, we, we want to, to change the outcome. And in, in order to change the outcome, we realize that, yes, we have to be thankful. And we have to know who our God is. And then secondly, we have to trust. But that trust doesn't just come easily. It's not something that we can trust. Um, we have to experience the trust. So... We understand when the storms in life come, that is a moment to say, yes, Lord, you said this is going to happen. I am here. I am I'm not ignorant of the enemies and his ways. I know he's going to try to send something to, because what, what, 
What the enemy wants to do, as we realize in Job's situation, is to, to bring all the thanksgiving to the enemy and not to God. And we have to be careful to don't to give the enemy this excessive praise and you know say, oh, the enemy is strong, but God is stronger. He's a he's a created being. I don't think we, we understand how we stand when the Lord is standing with us. There, there was a story one time of this um, some kindergartners, and you know they're you know they're always bullying other kids, and they were bullying this kid all the while. And then the kid told his brother and say, "Man, um, the kids at school they are always teasing me and making fun of me, and I, and I don't like it." Um, then he said, you want me to come and help you? No, I don't want it to be there all the time. I want to try to fight this. But he said, but I can help. Anyway, um, he was passing the school one day and saw his little brother being tussled and he didn't like it. So what he did, he just came in the background and stand, he stand in a way that his brother didn't see him, but the other guy saw him and they realized, oh my God, that's John's brother. And all he did was give them a look and they ran away. And the brother was like, oh, nice, you know. So he went home excited. Hey, guess what, guess what? Um, the guys didn't trouble me. And it was like, hmm, that's awesome. Then he said, but something weird I don't understand why they ran away then he said hey were you at my school today and he said yes I was and he hugged him and said thank you even though I didn't ask for help I'm glad that you are there and so it is that the Lord wants to to be that big brother with us he wants to be there in the midst and he wants to see how we handle ourselves and he's always, he's always a, um, what you call it, a stone throwaway. He's always there. When we call upon him, he's always there to, to answer and to be there for us. So we realize two things that we understand today. Thanksgiving and trust. We, we cannot trust something that is not tested. And we realize when, when they're coming out with the new vehicles, they're, they're going to have the ones that are self-driving. And I know the thought of being in a car that doesn't have a driver, it, um, it brings a little anticipation in our hearts. But guess what? They're going to test it and test it and test it and test it. And they're testing it right now to have self-driving self cars. And I can guarantee you, in the next five, ten years, it's, it's going to be the norm of, wow, why, why didn't we do this thing earlier? It, it's going to be something that we're going to just jump in the car and it's going to, it's going to bring us to the, to the job. And, uh, but guess what? In order, in order for, we, for us to, to understand it, it has to be something that is tested. How can we develop our muscle if we're not tested? How can we become stronger if, if we don't have the, the, the discipline? The, the, the discipline of being tested, meaning that a storm is going to be Monday, a storm Tuesday, 
um, Wednesday, the storms, they're going to come in different ways. And the moment that we overcome one, there's a next one that we guarantee that is going to come to show us, wow. And if we are very honest with ourselves, we're going to say, wow, you know what? I was not ready. So let, let me begin this basic training. You know, for, for anybody who wants to, to endeavor and, you know, summer coming up and they want the, the summer bodies, somebody made a joke and said they, they want a beach body. They can't wait to the beach body. I'm saying, yeah, um, you have a body, right? I'm going to say, yeah. Then go to the beach. And that is the beach body. And I said, okay. You know, the person was very encouraged. And I said, oh, thank you for that. That really blessed me, you know. But guess what? We realize that this thing is going to cause us to be disciplined. And uh, the Lord was so gracious even when he rebuked the disciples. He gave them opportunity to quote-unquote redeem themselves. When they went over to the other side in, in Mark 5, we, he, he sent them out two by two. And he told them, don't carry anything, don't carry any purse, don't carry no wallet. Um, just go in, speak to the people. They came back rejoicing. And they said, even the demons was subjected to his name. But he said to them, guess what? We un I understand your excitement, but don't be excited about that. Be excited that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. So it is that we have to change our focus. And this is an invitation for those who haven't yet um, known the Lord. It is our heart's desire that you come and know him as Lord and Savior before it's too late. The Lord sometimes prolongs somebody's life just for the moment for them to accept him. And um, we know and we, we understand that challenges will come. And we're going to tell you up front that this life of being a believer is going to be the hardest thing that you're going to enter in. But it's going to be the most rewarding thing. You're going to look back in thanksgiving and look on where you could have been in your outcome to where you are now and see the goodness of God. You're going to look back and say, God is good. When we look back in life and we realize that, hey, we, we have gotten older and we, we, we have gotten wiser and the storms are still coming. Because we realize in Psalms 119.11, this is a prelude for the next one that we have to, to, to guard. It's to guard our hearts. It says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I will not sin against you. I have hidden your word in my heart, O God, that I will not sin against you. Though the storms in life will come, Lord, you promise a great outcome. You say, I will be with you to the end of the age. The Lord will comfort Zion. And he will look on their ruins with compassion. He will make her deserts like Eden. 
Remember, no, the Lord said he will make her deserts like Eden. Her wasteland like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the song of singing. That is Isaiah 51, 3. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord, he is good. He is God. That is the God that we worship and that's the God that we, we adore. So we want to know how to control our outcome. First, with thanksgiving. Second, with trust. He says, trust in the Lord. With what? Is it some of our heart? All thine heart. So, so there are areas in our hearts that the Lord isn't 100% in. And those are the areas that we want to present to him. And say, Lord, in this area, I don't think I trust you as I should. In this area, I don't think I feel comfortable. In this area, Lord, I feel so fearful. And we realize the fear is, is not knowing the outcome. Like somebody called one of my favorite podcasts and he said, I am 55 and I don't know what I can do. He has been working a job that he didn't like. He been there, he's, he don't want to do it anymore. And the guy said to him, so what is your end point? He said, I don't know. I have 10 years to retire officially at 65 and I'm 55 right now and all those years seems like it has been wasted. And the guy said to him very smartly, he said, wow, 55 years. You have 55 years of experience that cannot be bought, taught, or reproduced. And he was like, wow, I didn't see that way. So he said, what it is that you want to do? He said, you know, when I was a child, I wanted to be an, um, a pilot. And he said, that's it? He said, yes, okay. What do you think you can do to get to being a pilot? He said, no, I can't do it. Uh, you have to spend all this time studying in law school. And he said, no, 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 stop, stop. You are looking on the wrong end. You can go in and be with all your life experience. You can go in and be a pilot that will come and weather the storm. You can fulfill your dream even at that age because that is a very common thing when people feel that they are a certain age. They feel that there's nothing they can contribute. And the guy said, no. So we realize in, the, in this country, the, the fear of the outcome, the fear of not fulfilling the dream. And he said, he said, guess what? You can do it and I will be with you. So we realize that, guess what? In the storms of life, it is good to have somebody that can encourage you. It is good to have somebody that can speak against your doubt that can speak against your fear and encourage you. Because you see, when the people saw Moses 
and they realized that Moses had that relationship with God. How easy it was them for, to trust in Moses. Because the Lord said, guess what? I'm going to speak to you so that they hear and they know that God and Moses talk face to face. So it was so easy when Moses said, we're going to go over that side. They said, yes. The disobedience dropped immediately because they realized that this person, Moses, speak to God face to face. And so it is, um, we can encourage you. When you're going through, it's good to speak to somebody that know the Lord. That they can say, hey, brother or sister, they can pray and they can come against any fear and any doubt and encourage you and that will change your outcome. Because we know that not everybody is in a place that they are comfortable. But once we know we have somebody that can bring comfort, which is the Lord, and the Lord will use us to bring comfort to others. The Lord will use us to, to speak a word to others. Like the other day, I, I was at the office and this guy came over to me and said, Kirk, um, I see you and, you know, he said, um, are you a Christian? And I said, yes, man, thank you. He said, um, have you known the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior? He said, no, he's a Muslim. But he said, there's something about me that seems different. And I said, guess what? Give glory to God, and I'm going to pray with you more, and I'm going to realize that the Lord must be showing you something that I don't even know that I was doing. And, and it, it blessed me that he was able to tell me, and I said, wow, Lord, the, the responsibility is great. I have never spoken any word with this guy more than high and by. But he was able to say, wow, there was something that was different. And then he asked me if I was a believer. You know, so we, we realize those are moments of opportunity to, to, to change an outcome. To be more proactive um, with transforming lives. You know, because we're here knowing that the storm is going to come either way. But how wonderful it is to get persons in and let persons see. Because what they're looking at, you know, they're looking at how you respond to the storm. They look at how you respond when things don't go your way. Because we're going to be thankful. And it's, it, they said it's hard to, to stop a thankful person. It's hard to look. I remember somebody asked me to do a task that I really didn't want to do. But I wrote it back to them and I said, Thank you for the opportunity of giving me this task at 4.59 when you know I'm supposed to leave at 5 and I know this task is going to take me over the time but I said thank you and I'm going to get this thing done and the person responded oh oh thank you for doing it that way but he said alright because of my response I can do it the next day and I said thank you so I realized <laughs> if I had complained or said something opposite he probably would have increased whatever the thing but he said wow um, I was thankful to give him something to do that I didn't I, you know I didn't want to do it you know but I realized thanksgiving is something that we have to tap in and the challenge for this week is to to be thankful situations are going to come because you see once we hear the word 
The word has to be tested. And the enemy wants to take that word from us. And he wants to bring something to let us know. You see, the word don't work. You see, they're coming down. You're thanking God every day and you still, you still feel the same way. But we realize that the heart, we're going to trust the Lord with all our heart. And we're not going to lean onto our own understanding. Because guess what? There's a lot of things that we don't understand or see or know when we lift up our hands and pray. They're like like the, 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 the archangel said to, to Daniel, the moment you had the intention to pray, not even beckon a word, he says, we were ready. We were ready to build war against that, the prince of Persia. But we realized that you, you were consistent and the, the fought in the spiritual realm because we, if, because we can't see what's going on on, her, on our behalf. We, we're going to do it anyway because we want an outcome that is full of thanksgiving. We want to be so thankful that the first thing that comes out of our mouth, thank you, Lord. As hard as it is, it, it is. Thank you. There was a story that came on the news of this police officer that rescued this baby from the, this passenger. I think it was like a two-week-year-old two year or whatever. And the, the, the child couldn't breathe, the mother said. The mother, she was frantic. The child couldn't breathe. And the, the officer said, which was amazing. The officer said, what is the child's name? And I, and I, and I think, for example, said the child's name is Mary. The officer hold the baby and said, Mary, 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 talk to me, Mary. And he was holding the baby, saying, Mary, Mary. And the baby screamed and cried. I said, wow, okay. The, 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 this is a, a concept that I saw very, very unique. The officer was calling the child's name. And the child responded. Then the officer said to the mother, this is good. You see, when the child is crying, that means the child is responding. So what happened, she said she, she fed the child and after that the child couldn't breathe. So something probably got clogged in the wrong passage. But all he did was to hold the baby and say, Mary, 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 and the child sneezed, and then the child um, started crying. And I'm saying that the Lord is calling our names. He knows us, he knows us by name, and and we, we realize that 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 act of of bravery, because the mother was frantic, she was very fearful. Oh God, the child is going to die, and you know. But the officer was calm. And I, I realized that officer being calm in that situation it comes from training. That, didn't, that did not happen overnight. The first thing they said, when you're in a situation, you have to be calm. If you don't, you're going to make decisions that don't, won't help the situation. 
So we realize Thanksgiving in a storm will bring our hearts back to center with God. Then it will cause us to trust him. And once we trust him, we're going we're gonna to have to trust him some more. It's not a one-time thing. We're going to trust him over and over because he's going to bring situations for us to trust him and for us to give him thanks. So Lord, we, we thank you again for your word. And Lord, we want you to test your word to us. Lord, we know you're going to bring situations to test your word. Just like the seed that is planted in good soil, it must bear fruit. But that tree and that plant has to be tendered. It had to be filled with thanksgiving. So Lord, give us a heart to rejoice. But that heart doesn't come that way. It is easy to rejoice when everything is good. It is easy to rejoice if we have 100,000 in our bank book and we want to make a purchase. And we have no debt. And we don't owe anybody nothing. But Lord, you're, you're teaching us to rejoice in all things. You're teaching us to rejoice when we have a bill coming up and not enough money in the bank and we're looking at insufficient funds. You're teaching us to thank you, to, to show us ways to have creative income and outcome. You're teaching us to, to be diligent. You're teaching us to be disciplined so that we can always trust in you because we realize that a storm is going to come and we, we, we are, there are some of us that are in a storm right now and they're saying when Lord when when Lord when the storm sometimes it, it feels like it's going on so long it feels like when is this thing going to break but we realize if we keep our hearts and our eyes on you Lord and always being thanksgiving it's going to break even before we know it because Lord when you show up the situation must change the outcome will be for our good because you're a good good God you're a good good father to us even if we didn't have a good father even if we didn't have a father who loved and cared for us even if we didn't have a father who was always there when we had challenges but Lord you're showing us that you're going to be a good good father to us we have to be in thanksgiving. We have to enter your gates with praise. And we are, we're going to be thankful unto your name. Because you are good. So Lord, thank you that it is well with our souls. And for those who are listening or those who, by the sound of my voice, haven't made that decision to, to come into this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can pray this simple prayer. You can say, Lord... Come into my heart and save me. I am a sinner. I am lost without you. I need you, Lord. Oh, we need thee. Yes, Lord, even the believers need you. We need you every day. You are like the sustenance, the air that we breathe. And those are songs that persons even sing. This, this is the air that we breathe or something to that effect. The, the very air that we breathe, Lord, you, you are that to us. 
So Lord, thank you that you are sustaining us. Thank you that, Lord, we are thankful for another day. We are thankful for another Sunday, another week that we can see, knowing that we have Monday coming tomorrow. But Lord, we're going to go into the workplace with thanksgiving. We're going to enter the gates or the premises with praise. We're going to be thankful unto your name. And we're going to bless you because, Lord, you will provide. And I remember the lady at the retreat said, she's at the job and it, it is causing the Lord to bless the job so that she can be blessed. Because of the Lord remove himself from that company, that company is no more. And it, it, it is so significant that the moment that she left, that the company dropped. So it could be that the Lord have us in that place to keep that company alive. Because it might be we are the only believers there praying. And, and the challenge is for us to, to pray for the, for the companies, for our bosses and persons who, who think they're in higher positions. I'm going to put it that way. Persons who don't know that the Lord is Lord. So for us to be blessed, he's going to bless the company to bless us. And if we're there, all is well. We, we are probably the only light in that place. Or probably not. Probably there's a lot of persons there who are believers too. But Lord, for, for whatever it, it is, or whatever circumstances that we face, we're going to be thankful. We're going to try and, and you're going to challenge and remind us, be thankful, be thankful. The Lord is going to remind us to be thankful. Whenever we want to complain or whenever we want to say something, he's going to say, be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. So Lord, we thank you again for your word and we, we ask that Lord, we will continue to regurgitate your word and to remember your word and, and that it will be upon our hearts. Because said, thy word have I hidden in my heart. So Lord, we thank you that when the storms come, we're going to be thankful. We're going to say, send us the best. We're going to scream out to the enemy. Is that all you got? Is that all you can? Because guess what? Even in committing himself to, to Job, he only could go that far. He, he, the enemy said to God, don't you have a hedge of protection around him? Not around him, but also around his family, the things that he owns, his cattle, his house, everything. You, Lord, have a our hedge around him. So, Lord, guess what? We thank you for that hedge. Lord, we're going to always be thankful unto you and bless your name. In our situation, we're going to give you thanks. So that our trust and belief is going to grow in you. So people see, see us and say, wow, these people know the Lord. That is going to be the distinction between people of God and people who are not. That we know the Lord and the Lord knows us by name. He knows us by name. So Lord, thank you again for the word. Thank you that you're going to continue to challenge us to be better disciples for you. To live lives that are disciplined. And in the areas where we're not, Lord, we ask you to reveal it to us. And Lord, that we're going to be honest to deal with them. We're going to be honest before you and say, Lord, you are doing this work. So Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So may the Lord be with you this week. May the Lord cause you to 
trust in him more and more. May he continue to give you joy everlasting, the joy that will last. May he continue to provide opportunities, opportunities to give him thanks. May he continue to draw him, may he continue to draw you closer to him. May, may he continue to give for you to give him praise in everything. So have a wonderful week. I know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy and